Welcome to the Circle 31 Podcast. I'm your host, Ayanna Robinson-Dixon, and this is The Love Series. My guests today are Mark and Vanessa Harris. Mark and Vanessa are a retired military couple who have been married for almost 20 years. In our conversation today, Mark and Vanessa talk to us about transparency in marriage, effective communication, and also how to take responsibility for our own past rather than depending on our spouse to work through that for us. Now, here is my conversation with Mark and Vanessa Harris. I'm Mark and this is my wife, Vanessa, Mark Harris and Vanessa Harris. We are a couple here living in the Houston area and we've been married nearly 20 years, come next month, actually. Uh, I'm a uh, senior program manager for an oil and gas company here in the area. And I'll let my wife tell you what she does. As he said, I'm Vanessa Harris. Um, I, we did say we live in the Houston area, yes, right? Yes. Okay. Um, so prior to staying home and taking care of our three children, I um, am a <laughs> pediatrician and a preventive medicine. Um, physician. So I did those things. And then, um, like he said, being in him being in the military, a number of factors uh, made it clear that I should stay home and take care of my own children. So that's what I've been doing for over 18 years now. Well, Mark and Vanessa, welcome to the Circle 31 podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having us. So I want to ask you, how important is transparency in building a relationship with someone? Well, I, I'll start, um, you know, being that we're almost 20 years in, uh, transparency in a relationship is probably the most important aspect of a relationship. Um, when you, when we started off, you know, I thought we knew what transparency was. I thought I knew what transparency was, but it may have just taken almost 20 years to really truly figure out what transparency is. I think uh, I, I wrote down uh, a couple of things, but really the biggest building block in a relationship is transparency and communication. I think that's where it begins. That's where it starts and everything else builds around that. Yeah, I would just say um, it's that vulnerability that allows there to be trust in the relationship. So it's it's more than just sharing things, it's it's sharing without reserve. And um, and if you know that somebody won't withhold anything from you, then the trust in them is, is easy at that point. It's easier for sure. So you mentioned sharing. Um, so how soon do you begin sharing personal baggage while in a serious relationship with someone? How soon do you do that? I said immediately when I was looking at that. I think it's immediately, and I say that because you kind of weed out those who aren't supposed to be around. If you start sharing certain things, you might push somebody away that can't handle it, but you also give the person the opportunity to receive that information, see how they process that information and see, you know, how well, how empathetic they are to that information. I think being transparent is kind of, you know, we, we've kind of grown up in the, in the era where 
dating was kind of putting on your best mask and putting on your best facade. And then not until later do you really find out who you who you have. And we can certainly talk about that. But uh, I think what we know now, if we were speaking to, you know, folks that are just starting this, we, I would say immediately. Now, here's where we're opposite. <laughs> okay. We are opposite. Um, I would say um, after you have had a time of considering whether this person is somebody that really is marriage material, then I would um, say that would be the time to be transparent about, um, about the things that you necessarily don't want them to run away from, but you want to see how they, how they contain what you give them, what they do with it. Um, and rather than me try to scare you off at the beginning, I'd rather just make sure you're anybody that I need to fool with further than this. And then once you make that cut, then um, that would be the next thing I would look into is start putting things out there, sharing with them and seeing how they reciprocate and go from there. Okay, two different perspectives there. Thank you both for sharing that. Absolutely. So, as you begin to become vulnerable with a person that you believe God is leading you to spend the rest of your life with, what do you think are some things that you should take note of as each of you are sharing personal experiences, information, what are some things that you should be watching for? Um, for me, one of the things is how they respond. Um, is it like shock and awe or is it um, with an understanding nod? Is it with a sort of tell me more um, invitation? That, that would be key to me. Also, if they reciprocate in kind, do they also um, then tell you something? They, do they meet you in that and then offer their own tale of woe or, or whatever it is that they want to share? Um, and then I would say what... Um, and this is probably the, the most important for me, is what work they have done to deal with whatever they're sharing. Um, is it just like a fact that they're throwing out or has there been some, whether it's therapy or whether it's just um, education or, or whatever they have done to sort of deal with what they're sharing with you, um, I think goes a long way into how they care for themselves and, and then how they care for you. That's good. Mark, do you have any thoughts? I, I'll, I'll add this. Do they give you the ability to feel safe while you're sharing? Mm. Because if, if, if you don't feel safe sharing something that's that personal and that um, probably just critical in, in your life, I think uh, if there's no level of safety, then you won't do it. You will immediately become fearful of doing that. And, and, and I, I think that's a key because if you are fearful in it, we know that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but the enemy will often uh, jump in our relationships by pressing fear. And, 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 and especially when it comes to being vulnerable. As a man, uh, vulnerability is something I'm coming to grips with. You know, I thought I knew vulnerability and I'm learning it deeper and deeper and deeper as I, as I grow older, but um, the main culprit or hindrance to any level of vulnerability is the fear that you're not safe when you're, when you're making yourself vulnerable. 
Now, you, communication has come up. So I want to ask, why is effective communication important in courtship and in marriage? So I would say <laughs> effective communication is the key word there because we can communicate and not do it effectively and be speaking two different languages in the same household. And uh, I can attest we have done that on numerous occasions. Uh, communication is not my strongest gift in the household. Great communicator outside of the household. But inside this relationship, communication has been one of the areas that I have struggled with uh, profusely. So I would say that it's so important in courtship because you begin to learn who you're going to spend the rest of your life with. But what happens, especially in a case where you feel like you are communicating well, you get into marriage, and if that area of vulnerability or that fear jumps in, you might stop communicating. And there are many times and many different things that will happen within marriage that will, will, will make you want to stop communicating. And when you do that, you leave yourself open for quite a, quite a bit of... Uh, just negativity in your marriage. And uh, I'll let you jump in. Um, <laughs> for me, the effective communication starts with how you communicate with yourself. I think a lot of people are not honest with themselves. And so they have a terrible time being honest with other people, honest with God, quite frankly. And so, um, we're coming into a lot of marriages acting as if the marriage itself is sort of going to fix things that we have not dealt with in our own past. And if I could give an analogy, it would be as if marriage is the poopery for the loaded diaper that we walk around with. And if people live in a denial of what they have been through and, and how they need to deal with it, they bring that into their marriage and expect their spouse to ignore what they smell. Um, and so part of the ineffective communication is if the one spouse is smelling something that the other person wants to pretend is not happening, then you feel condemned as the person with the issue. And then you want to deny it and you want to push the other person away. And then there's a lot of blaming. So I think the best thing anyone can do is work on or address or analyze how honest I am with myself before I invite someone else into the mix because I need to be as honest with them. That is so good. Very excellent points bring brought out and um, working on communication with each other and then, but starting with yourself to make sure you're being honest because if we're not honest with ourselves, it's we're not going to be able to have that open relationship with our spouse. That's yeah. really good. I, I wanted to ask you both uh, the what significance the uh, Song of Songs five sixteen has in your lives and marriage. Song of Songs five sixteen. His mouth is sweet. Yes, he is altogether lovely. This is my beloved, and this is my friend, O daughters of Jerusalem. I think um, this is significant to us because so many people fail to become friends before 
they be before they get married and they're trying to begin a friendship in marriage. And if you don't have the foundation of friendship, when you're coming into a, a, a relationship like marriage, which is, uh, it's just such a, a vulnerable and, and, and just uh, transparency, all this stuff you got, when you get married, you see everything. <laughs> so you have to really be friends before you come into marriage, because there are so many areas the enemy wants to distract us, target us, attack on us to keep us from seeing the very friend that we walked in, in into this marriage with. And uh, if you're not, you know, if you're not on top of trying to do all these things with communication, everything that we talked about and so much more, what happens is you can start off as friends and easily become enemies, but you gotta you be able to have an anchor to the fact that this is my friend and I need to, maintain that friendship first she's not my enemy she's always been my friend and so, so what has happened to make me see her as an enemy let's deal with that because this is my friend that's what i would say um i think another verse that we had loved from song of songs is and i, I don't remember where it is but it's i have found um the one who my soul loves yeah. and um when you think about the soul and it's being mind, will, and emotions. Uh, the emotions of of marriage fluctuate, wane, go down, whatever you want to call it. But there has to be an element of I've made a decision, and I am going to to do the work of loving the person, even when I don't feel like it. Um, and I I think if you don't have that mindset coming in, then when the feelings go up and down for whatever reason, you have nothing else to pull on. And then it's, well, I don't have love for you anymore. So that's it. When really there has to be an element of, we have decided that we are going to be married. I'm going to love you. It, it won't feel maybe the emotional way that you would like, but express it in some way um, as an act of your will um, while you wait for the emotion piece to come back. So that's, that's what I'd say about that. Wow, that is excellent. Making the decision to love. Mm -hmm. So regardless of the ups and downs, I have made a decision already. So regardless of what the enemy brings, what life brings, decision has already been made. Right. Beautiful, beautiful. So Vanessa, you're an author. Can you talk to us about what you have published? I, my very first book is not the book I even wanted to write, but it's the one that the Lord wanted me to write. It's called Daddy's Girl Forever, Come Home to the Truth About God's Heart Towards You. And I wrote it because when I was trying to write a book for mothers, the Lord said, no, I want to talk to women as daughters before I talk. And he was including me in that. And so in writing the book, it was for me but it was also for many other women who um, can relate to Jesus as savior. Everybody loves Jesus, he's the good guy, but when you get to God the father, it's sketchy, depending on your relationship with your own father. And, and the whole point of Jesus is to bring us to the father. So we're missing a key element um, in the strength of our walk 
when we don't have that kind of ability to come running to our father. So this book addresses that. It addresses the insecurity that comes when you don't have an identity um, that your father gives you um, and, and how that bleeds into other areas of your life. So it's been a blessing to me to write. <laughs> a lot of tears writing the book and it has helped a lot of other women as well. So thank you for asking about it. Of course, where would our listeners find your book? You can find it on my website, vinelifefaith.com forward slash books, or you can search it directly on Amazon. So Mark and Vanessa, do you have any final words of wisdom that you'd like to share with our listening audience? <laughs> um, don't get weary in well-doing. We are almost 20 years, and for all of the responses that we've given to your questions, it has not been an easy <laughs> 20 years. Yeah. And so um, that will and that decision piece is something that you will, if you choose to, if you decide to, you'll have to lean on often. And that's not failing. I think people feel like if they don't have the emotions or if, they, if their marriage doesn't look like someone else's, mm -hmm. that they're failing and they may as well throw in the towel. But that's not the case. You don't know what anybody else is going through, but what you do know is sometimes you can get weary in doing the right thing. But we keep going forward, believing that there will be and continue to be an even greater harvest as we do so, if not even just for ourselves, for our children. Yeah. So. And, and I would just say, she said that so perfectly, but I would also um, just say to those folks out there that are married, especially, she's worth it, he's worth it. Uh, there will be challenging times, but fight through it, do the work, work on yourself, work on each other, but it's worth it. That same beautiful bride that walked down the aisle, that same handsome gentleman that was waiting for you when you walked out, they're the same ones that, that are there now and they're worth it. So continue to do what's necessary to love that person, to to give, her, give him or her all you got. And, uh, just remember at the end of the day, they're worth it. Mark and Vanessa, I just want to thank you for sharing uh, your wisdom and uh, knowledge that you've gained over your years of marriage. And we want to thank you so much for being our guests today on the Circle 31 podcast. Thanks so thank much you for so having much. us. Thanks for having us. We really enjoyed it. That concludes today's episode of the Love Series. We hope that you were encouraged and inspired. Visit our website at circle31internationalwomensministry.org to sign up to receive podcast updates. And as a thank you for signing up, you will receive the 28-day Love Series Devotional Guide. Check out our YouTube channel for the Love Series playlist. It's a collection of our guests' favorite songs. You can find us on YouTube at Circle 31 Women's M-I-N. That's Circle 31 W-O-M-E-N-S-M-I-N. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord 
she shall be praised. Thank you for joining us today.